Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and Happy New Year. I, I wanted to, before we get into the core of this, I want you to just set the scene for us. What is all this about? Because we're talking about a severe shortage of social care workers, and then it has an impact on hospital discharges. And people are asking me, what does this mean? So can you tell us, what does it mean? Well, there is a severe shortage of social care workers and health care assistants in, in both in County Wexford and, and across the country, Alan. Um, and it, it, it's something, I suppose, that doesn't get mentioned as often as it should. But it will absolutely be impacting on discharges in the hospital. There will be people in the hospital that are medically fit to be discharged. So they're medically able to go home, but they need support in order to do so. Um, and at the moment, I suppose, you know, actually accessing those supports are, are, are a real difficulty, which means that people are staying in hospital. And obviously, you know, been, um, you know, subject to, to getting additional infections um, while there, given the level of sickness, as you mentioned, in the community and in the hospital. Um, so it, it's kind of a vicious circle, Alan, you know, and it's, I suppose, you know, leading on from that, the lack of social care workers which really, really does need to be be addressed and right. not in the form of just a report, but actual action on the ground. But while all of this is happening, I suppose the impact on the family and particularly the family carers to actually step up and fill the gaps that, um, you know, lack of health care assistance and, and social care workers has left, you know, is really up to the family and up to the family care. Can you, Jane, can, Jane, can you give me an example? Sorry for, sorry for cutting across. Can you give me an example? Okay? So you, you, you have somebody in Wexford General Hospital at the moment who is fit yeah. to be discharged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that our hospital is creaking at the seams, bursting at the That's seams, and not just our hospital, other hospitals as well. So mm-hmm. you've got somebody in Wexford General Hospital at the moment who's fit to be discharged. How does that impact on them when, when there isn't a carer to look after them? How does it work? Can you give me, give me a, a case study, please? Yeah, well, I'll give you an example, Alan. You may have somebody who maybe has mobility issues and somebody who maybe can't physically get up and out of bed themselves and dressed and washed um, on their own. And um, that may be a long-term thing or it may be, you know, a, a period of recuperation for a number of months. It'll vary, obviously, from person to person. But that person can't come home. You know, if they're if they're just going to be, you know, if they're just in bed and there's nobody to kind of look after them, to help them to get up, to help them to get dressed, um, it's it's just not feasible. So that part, those people will have to stay in hospital until there is a level of support that will sustain them to come home. Um, you know, so and, and that's a difficulty at the moment. Um, you know, I know. Look, I'm quite fortunate. Um, we work with a very good um, home care company. Uh, we get eight hours a week on, um, on our home care package and we get, uh, my older son gets a few hours on a Saturday as well. Now, I was very lucky that my company, our company, has been able to maintain that level of service. But I would find that anything in additional to that is difficult to get because the staff are, so, uh, are in such demand, first of all, and are, are 
they're so short, they're such a shortage of staff as well. Right. Now, that's impacting us less than it will be in someone in hospital. But I suppose it comes back to the one point, Alan, that I'd really like to make this morning, yeah. is the impact that it's having on family carers. And they really are at the front line in the community. They are the people that hold it together and keep our most vulnerable in society to the best that they can, safe and well in their own homes and out of the hospital and not adding to the additional stress. And that's a ver- that, that doesn't come as an easy thing, you know. Um, I mean, we're talking about family carers actually provide 19 million um, care hours um, yeah. per week uh, in this country. So we all, we all obviously know that the health service is in crisis at the moment. Mm. I wonder if we could imagine where we would be now without those 19 million hours that right. family carers provide. And I suppose... And, Leading on from that, Alan, the point I want to make is that the the, fa- the carer's allowance is actually means tested. And I suppose myself and us at Family Carers Ireland, we will be very strongly calling, as we have been doing for many, many years, for the means testing yeah. in the carer's allowance to be abolished. And for the person who needs care, that they are, are allocated their, their care, their family care, based on need. Have you any idea, uh, through your role with Family Carers Ireland and your involvement with Family Carers here in Wexford, have you any idea how many Mm -hmm. people who would currently find themselves in Wexford General Hospital in this position that could be released, that could free up bed space for uh, if they had proper services at home? Have you any idea on the the overall statistic, Jane? Are we talking about tens? Are we talking about twenties? What are we talking about here? Look at Alan, I suppose so. I, I don't have access to, 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 to um, that level of detail, but look at it, will be an on what I'd say is it's an ongoing situation, regardless of the level of crisis in the hospital, even during the good times in the hospital. When, when I was, we could remember those that they were ever actually there for us, but I'm talking about times when there's not a, a, a you know a deep um, crisis and emergency with the level of illness in the community during the summer times, for instance, there will always always be people in hospital who cannot get home because they cannot access the care they need in order to get home Um, and there we have when the family carer um, if that person does have a family member that can take care of them we'll have to um, provide a level of care that they can manage so I mean you know, I suppose I'm coming back to the point that, you know, the family carer as part of the health service and as part of keeping people safe and well as much as they can out of the hospitals and providing that very, very important home care support from social care workers and health care assistants, you know, that those two issues need to be really addressed because they are impacting on the hospital. Alan, I mean, we're looking at, um, you know, one in, there's 500,000 family carers in, in, in the country. That I, On top of my head, I think there's just over 6,000 from Wexford. One in eight of us, Alan, are now a family carer. And we reckon by 2030 that one in five of us Will be a family will be a family carer. Yeah. Now we're twenty twenty three now, so we're not too far away of, away from that. Mm. And you know we're talking about a perfect storm. This is another perfect storm right. that, jo- that's bubbling jo- underneath the whole health yeah. service. Joe says he has carers that come to him and they're looking for more work, but uh, they aren't being given the extra hours. Is that something that you're hearing? Is Joe what Joe has said to me? Is is it unique, or is it? Ha- are you aware of this where carers are, are wanting to work extra hours? but are not being granted? 
Look, there's, there's all sorts of scenarios going on, um, Alan, you know, um, there's, I mean, look, at a few years ago, I would have said to you, and I'm sure I probably have said to you on the, on, on the show, that there isn't enough funding. Um, now we have a situation where there is more funding, but there's not enough workers. I'm really sorry to hear that Joe isn't getting the level of support that he needs. Look at what I'd say to Joe, Alan, is if he would get in touch with the local family carer's office in um, in Henrietta Street in Wexford, um, you know, we'd certainly do anything we can to help him out on that and see if we can get a resolution for him. I have to round off now, Jane. What is, you've given so many different solutions and scenarios to us, but what, in a few sentences, if you can do it for us, to, to uh-huh. summarise it for us, what is the solution to all of this? God, Alan, that's a big question, right? A solution to all of this. I suppose, look, as I'm coming from a family carer's perspective. I'm speaking on behalf of, of, of family carers in our community and across the country. I think we need to take a different view on family carers and really, really uh, recognise the work that they do. We're becoming more and more dependent on the family carer as the health crisis erupts in all different directions from the hospital service to the social care service, all of those crises will impact on the family carers and more and more of us are going to be um, caring for um, family family members as time goes on, given that one in five of us are going to be looking after somebody by 2030. So, I mean, I think that's the huge... Um, perfect storm that's bubbling under the community, that, that's bubbling in the community, that's bubbling underneath the health service. And in order to support the health service, the family care and the people that they're caring for need to be supported as well so they can keep going. Thank you, Jane. Happy New Year to you. We Thanks, talk to you again throughout the course of the year. Thanks for your time. Bye for now. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.